uh, they can figure stuff out. So uh, to you sound guys, Lloyd, Jason, Matt, thank you so much for all you do. Sunday after Sunday, uh, they do. They are, they're running the sound. You can hear most of the time, I think almost all the time. Uh, but they don't get noticed. So thank you, Matt and Lloyd and Jason, for, for all your work that you do here in making uh, the screens and the sound and everything work. Uh, good job. So I honor you guys and bless you guys for that. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, we bless you. I want to thank you for creating us. And we know that you created us with a purpose with gifts, with abilities, but you also created us um, very special. But even there's so much that goes on in our bodies. Our bodies are so unique. Uh, it's amazing. And so thank you for the way that you created our mind, our brain, our souls, and just all the things that happen in our body that are functioning this morning. Thank you for that. And so, Lord, help us to learn. I pray a blessing on Keith as he shares this morning that we would hear what you want us to hear. So give us understanding, open our ears, and give Keith wisdom and understanding as he shares this morning that this would be a message that would honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bless you, Keith. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, sound check. Good. All right. Well, good morning. Um, thank you for singing happy birthday for Mac. Um, appreciate that. I'm sure he did too. I want to start off with um, the verse of the day from the Bible app. Um, it has to do with what we're talking about this Sunday and next Sunday. Um, the cool thing about what we're talking about is how science has caught up with the Bible, essentially. Now, we all had kind of possibly a sour taste in our mouth from science over the past two years. But with the developments they found in, in the brain, um, we give it all these scientific terms. I'm not going to have a big science lesson and bore you to death. But we're talking about how God created our brains and understanding it and how that applies to, um, to Christian lives and how it's very different from a life that is has no regard for God or a life that's given over to um natural humanity, the brokenness of humanity. But the verse this morning um, from Psalm 46.10 says, Cease striving, I mean stop striving, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So it's calling us to stop struggling. Um to understand stuff, maybe. It says, and know that I am God. God is still God. And so that was just a reassuring verse to me this morning um, as I read that. So, um, your brain on Christ. Your brain on Christ. Um, people can be on a lot of things. Your brain can be on a lot of things. And it is. It is on a lot of stuff. But um, we talked about there was one word that jumped out at me in one of the songs, regaining. We can regain stuff that was messed up in our head at three, four, and five. Um, we'll talk more about that later. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But what I'd like to do today is just a short brain exercise. Um, 
This is not new agey or meditative, um, or meditative in a wrong kind of way. But um, I had asked Elmina to read the passage for us. So you can go ahead and read that. Um, but before you do that, Romans 11.33 to 12.2. Um, let's meditate on this. And the Bible is awesome in that if you have just Scripture, you can end up at the wrong place. If you have just the Spirit, you can end up at the wrong place. So what I'm asking us today, this morning, is to combine, the, combine those two. Let's listen. Um, join me even in closing your eyes and just make space for the Spirit to talk to you through God's Word. Yes, thank you. So um, you can go ahead whenever you're ready. Romans 11:33. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, and who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm -hmm. Word of the Lord, thank you. Renewing of your mind. So, um, the good thing is that our brain isn't stagnant. If you get a finger in a saw, it doesn't grow back unless you're a starfish. Um, and your brain can be renewed until the day you die. Um, they're still working on medications for dementia. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand that completely. If, if your brain is tumbling down the hill, um, you can't always maybe have control of that if it's degenerating. But you can change patterns in your life. All the way from when you're 17 to you're 71, even before 17. But um, if we can understand this, then we can allow God to, to use our minds. And we can work on it. It's something we can work on. Um, so what I'd like to do is first have, um, we're going to have two stories about how the amazingness of the brain. And then we're going to have um, some PET scans of the brain on different things. We're going to look at them. Um, and then I have just the two different parts of the brain we're going to talk about. And um, then we'll have a brain exercise, I call it. But it's, a, um, it's just a time between you guys. It's a really personal kind of thing. Um, but we're going to try to do that, have some in-class work. Um, and then come back to studying this passage and a bunch of other passages. So hopefully today, oh, okay, 20 minutes, way to go. Okay, so we have um, a bunch of other passages that we can study probably next Sunday. Hopefully we'll get to this, because I don't want to just have like a science -y lesson and not have studying the Word of God. There's a man by the na uh, name of Major James Nesmith. He fought in Vietnam War. Um, and I forget what part of the, the military he was in, but he got captured by the Vietnamese. 
and they have bamboo over there, and they made a cage. Now, on average, the American is a little taller than the Vietnamese. So you can guess how big their cage was for their prisoners of war. He was stuck in this thing for seven years? I think so, yeah. Um, but apparently in the military or somewhere, he learned how to, how to not lose his mind. I would have lost my mind and started chewing on the bamboo, possibly. But, but he was stuck, so he developed a, a daily regimen of how to um, help his muscles so they don't, there's not a bunch of atrophy. And um, needless to say, he was stuck in this thing. He would turn around, but he had all day and night to think. And what he would do is he would play golf. Um, I forget which southern state he was from, but he had a favorite golf course, probably in his hometown, and he would golf all 18 holes. I don't know how many times a day, but have you ever sat and had like just deep daydreaming where you get totally lost? He had all day. And so he could take all day if he wanted to, to to golf these 18 holes. But he would get every detail down. He would think about how he's going to hold his hands. And then he would, um, four. And then he would think about where the ball landed. And he knew where the shrubbery was. He knew where the water was. He knew where the sand pits were. And, and he would golf. And the next day he'd go do it again. Great thing was it was free. He didn't even have to make a tee time. So when he got rescued... Um, he had to go through a lot of physical rehab. He had to relearn how to walk and do everything because he was basically just like shriveled up. After months and months of rehab, he went back to his favorite golf course. And he had not golfed in, I think, like 10 years or, or more. And he um, went out, got his golf club, and he golfed for real in person. And he shot 20 under his best score ever. It's the power of his mind, of his brain. He knew the course. Just amazing. Um, so sports is a mental game. I want to remind us and highlight, this is, this is God's creation. This is what God made. Um, and these are not just fun stories for the sake of a fun story, but this is, this is what God allowed our brains to do. Um, have you ever heard of the upside-down glasses? Um, have you ever looked in a spoon? If you look in the concave and the convex of a spoon, you're upside-down, and you're right-side-up in the other one. Well, glasses, um, they made some glasses that turned everything upside-down. And they, they had people that were willing to put these glasses on. They just wanted to do um, an experiment, see what happens. So these people put the glasses on. Immediately, everything is upside-down. Well, of course, they're tripping over everything and, and running into stuff, but they agreed to have this on, and after two weeks, everything straightened out. Their brain flipped it. So now, they had to wear these upside-down glasses. Everything was upside-down. Well, they went back to either no glasses or if they had glasses before, they went back to regular glasses. So they took these glasses off. Once again, they had a terrible week or two. But their brain flipped everything again. And so that's the power of our brain. Um, so you can train your brain to do stuff. And as a Christian, God wants us to train our brain 
to think rightly and um, keep us on the right track. So we're going to look at some brains. Oh, small advertisement. Uh, this was Jay Sterling. He used to be a local eye doctor. I think my parents went to him. But um, I think his, actually, his name was Stolsus, but he changed it. But he wrote The Other Side of Vision. That's where these stories are from. Amazing, amazing book. Um, he's like a master illusionist, and he um, just has fascinating, fascinating stuff about the brain. I'm going to rely heavily on um, some information from the Conquer series. It's, a, it's done by um, Pure Desire Ministries, and Dr. Ted Roberts has done extensive, extensive research on this. Um, so I want to give credit for that. Uh, but this picture is from their research. These are PET scans of a brain, and I'm going to explain what parts they are and what they're supposed to look like. Um, and the good thing about if you, if you do a PET scan and they find something, it means at least you have a brain. So that's the good thing about doing, if you need that for your self-confidence, go get a PET scan. The one on the left is... When you're looking at the brain, you're standing behind the person, you're looking down on their brain. So the top part is your prefrontal cortex, that's the top front of your brain. And then the back part joins your spinal column, and everything is inside it. So um, here's your brain, the normal brain. If your brain is on heroin, um, it starts getting holes in it. It actually gets holes in it. And then your, your sensory receptors need a, a bigger and a bigger high. And so you have parts of your brain that are really activated and parts of your brain that are dead. So God wants us to have a healthy brain on the left. We have to balance that out, and we'll talk about that. Um, your brain on pornography, there's even bigger holes because you need a higher, higher high. And then there's other parts of your brain. After a while, the part of your brain that makes good decisions is, is gone. Notice these two holes up here in the very front. That's the part we need. That's the part that says, yes, I'm going to do this. No, I'm not going to do this. Yes, I'm going to eat this cake. Or yes, I'm going to eat this apple. Um, and so that's what helps make our decisions. Um, so I guess we just let those pictures up there for now. But Jeremy, we Jeremy Wiles wrote this in um, 2017. It was modified in June 21. So the, the CEO of your brain is the prefrontal cortex, the top front part. That's what makes decisions. Um, you have the impulse control, planning, and other complex functions. That's, um, so the, biologically, it doesn't form until you're 26 um, or 25. And so that's still growing. That's why teenagers do all kinds of crazy stuff because the middle part of their brain says you're going to feel good if you do this or you're going to be accepted if you do this. Um, question that Sandsby asks is why do they love 18 to 21-year-olds for the military? Why don't they get 30-year-olds first? When they do a draft, 18 to 21, it's because their brain is still, they can still mold those brains is what happens. It makes them into robots. Um, and so what happens when there's either addictions or things that you just want to do to feel good, that's the inside part of your brain, the limbic system, that it overrides the um, prefrontal cortex, the CEO. So the, the limbic system is the lower section of the brain. It's like inside, kind of in the middle. 
And that's responsible for like, um, that's where, where feeling and emotion come from. Um, that's your survival system. If you put your hand on a hot stove, you don't, it's like a split second reaction. That's the middle part of your brain talking because you didn't even have time to make a decision. You pull your hand off, oh, and then it burns. And so the, um, the limbic system can actually overpower the, pre- the prefrontal cortex. And that's what Romans 7 is, is talking about. When you, if you just need to feel good, you might make a dumb decision and it would lead to unhealthy habits. And um, Romans 7 is when Paul is talking about what I want to do, I'm not doing, and I find myself doing what, I'm, what I don't want to do. And that's, he's talking about how our brain works. That's why our brain does that. Um, it's because the, the limbic system. Um, the good thing about it is that that's, it's great when you're, the limbic system, the inside overpowers when you say you need to run into a burning building to save someone. It's a bad decision. The front part of your brain is saying, no, no, don't do it. But the inside says, there's something in there, someone in there I need to fix. I need to, need to, uh, something I need to fix, someone I need to get. So it's, it's the balance um, of that. Now, so the limbic system is kind of like the gas pedal, and then the front part is the brakes. What happens is your brain is kind of run by the inside, and uh, an addicted brain is like a Ferrari with bicycle brakes because you're just roaring along, but you don't have the brakes to put on for when trouble's coming. Um, and you're, the front of your brain, like we see, it starts to, when the inside is strengthened, when the limbic system is strengthened in an unhealthy behavior, then you start to get holes in your brain from the front part that's trying to make the good decisions. Um, and this is not just addictive things. This is all kinds of things like, like, why does it feel good when you have a juicy story and you just can't wait to pass it on? Why does it feel good when the guy beside you and whatever you're working is not doing as well as you and you maybe put, put other people down? You know, that's just, that's the small things I think that the Lord wants us to, to catch, to retrain um, and to renew the the famous thing like uh, uh, oh I was just joking you know there's always what percent truth in someone that says something negative and then they're like oh I'm just joking so you know I asked myself do I think that Jesus does that did Jesus was he genuine you know he joked around but when it came to like condemning or negative put downs of others um, in a just joking did what have, what have he done that and, um, oh, here's a good one for thrift stores or marketplace. Um, like, are we okay with getting a good deal at the expense of others or expense of someone else? You know, like, if someone lists something and they agree to that price, fine. But if, if it's at the expense of someone else and that feels good to us, are we okay with that? If we get a good deal at someone else's expense. The other thing about um, the limbic system, the inside, that's where memories are formed and where pleasure registers. So the piece of chocolate cake, the inside of your brain, your limbic system, 
is sparking. It's going crazy because it loves it. Um, and you've heard the term warm memories. And this is the, I talk a lot about negative things, but we're going to flip it and talk about the good things as well. So um, warm memories are actually warm. I don't know if you knew that or not. So the old sailors on the cold seas would get in the kitchen on a cold night and um, pass the bottle and talk about home, talk about their wives, talk about their horses, talk about their children, talk about stories. And they, I mean, the bottle of rum might have made them warm, but speaking of warm memories and sharing them actually increases your body temperature a little bit. So it actually makes you warm. Um, they did an experiment. They put a bunch of college kids in like a chilled classroom and got them to talk about memories that made them feel good. Talked about, got them to just talk about things from the past that they really felt good about. And they actually, however, they had the, the testing, their body temperature, I don't know if it's their body temperature, but um, they actually, it, it kept them warm in this chilled classroom. They could gauge it with the cold classroom and it would keep them warm. So, warm memories are really good. There's nothing like Christmas. Just taking time to sit there and talk about memories. Because there's, I mean, there's a lot of junk in our past. There's a lot of stuff we don't like to talk about. And sometimes we have to. But it's really healthy to just sit down, talk about good memories with our families and friends that we're close to. Um, so... What I would like us to do is, with the help of the Holy Spirit, um, try to understand something maybe that's going on in our lives. So I think we'll do that now. Um, so if you could get a piece of paper and a writing utensil, um, and I want you to, to do this. We're going to take like five minutes to do this. No one has to see this, but if you're young or old, if you can write, please do this. So go ahead, get a paper, get a pen. Something to write with, if you can. Um, I don't have, I didn't, I don't have my supply, I don't have supplies for you, but as you're getting that, um, this is what I want you to, to write down. Um, write down, oh, let's do this so you can. Write down two to three things that you do. Yes. Okay. Can you use well, your phones, maybe? Yeah. Phones are good. Sorry. I was Thank trying you. to find papers and pens, and I don't know where to get them quick. So, does someone want a paper and a pen? Oh, man. I, yeah, we are in a school. I guess there could be some stuff around the corner. Yeah, up front we need some. Okay. Thank you, Dale. Good. Good use your hand. There's all... All of us have things that 
um, can be weeded out of our brains, of our minds. So let's write down two or three things that we do think or say on a semi-regular basis. So this is kind of like a self-reflective thing. On a semi-regular basis to make ourselves feel good. But it's not wrong to feel good. But if what we're thinking, doing, and saying results in an unhealthy pattern. And that's the, that's the thing we want to focus on, a pattern. These two guys in the bottom are the tweakers. Um, sorry, another advertisement. Um, as you're thinking, this will give you time to think. Where is it? Here. You've been tweaked. Bruce Langman wrote this book. I don't know if any of you ever read it. Um, really easy read. It's a, it's a story. It's like an allegory. Um, it's a fable that uncovers why some people fail and others don't um, in marriage, business, and in life. And the tweakers are the thoughts. So there's this guy with the evil thoughts and then the angel with the good thoughts. And it's, um, yeah, like I said, this, this book is just a fable. But it's, there's, you can't help what you think, but you can help what you do with your thoughts. So there's things feed in your brain for good or for bad. Um, so I want to pray. We'll take a couple minutes to do this, and then I guess we'll, we'll wrap up soon. Lord Jesus, help us through your Holy Spirit to understand the things that we think and how they affect us and how they turn into bad patterns. Help us today to um, physically be able to renew our minds and to find things that you still have to sanctify in our lives because it is a lifelong journey and we want to be whole before you. And so I just ask that your Holy Spirit would speak to us, bring stuff to mind that we need to know and that we can bring before you, bring before the cross and uh, allow your cleansing work to be done in our lives. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. This song. Yes, hopefully you found two or three things. Um, that that um, now you're aware of that, that Christ wants to work in your life. Um, so I guess I want to end with um, Titus 3, 4 to 7. We're going to We'll come back to Romans next week, I guess, and we'll have a bunch of passages. Um, but I encourage you to, to take this. If it was something that was you, you've never done before or something you, um, that was new to you or just if the Spirit spoke to you through doing it, like take it to the Lord this week, go out back um, or somewhere and and burn it, talk to the Lord, burn it, whatever you need to, to to um, get rid of the old mindset and just ask the Lord to uh, help you think rightly on those things. Um, beautiful passage in, in Titus 7, verses, uh, sorry, Titus 3, verses 4 to 7. It says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal 
of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So it's just talking about um, the regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, and part of that is of our minds. Now, um, our focus should not be on, oh, how does the world think? Okay, I don't want to do that. Our focus should just, don't worry about what the world is doing. Your focus should be on, how does Christ want me to think? How does Christ want me to, to, to process? Because um, we, get, we get sidetracked, and then we'll get, we'll get lost out there in the world. But um, perfect peace. Um, we are in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on Christ. Um, and that word stayed is a, um, it speaks of a continuum. We're continually stayed on Christ. Um, so there's many verses of, of the mind. talks about the mind of God. Um, we read that in, in Romans 11. I, I would like to, if we could, um, yeah, next time we'll get more of these things, uh, more passages. I wish I could have dove into it a little more, but I want to respect time. Um, any feedback from today? Any questions from you all? Any any thing that just the, the time of, anything you want to share of the time when you were thinking about stuff that you shouldn't be thinking about or ways to change your mind patterns. Um, the main thing we look for is, is patterns because we get, we're creatures of habit. We have physical patterns we do every day, but it's in our mind as well. It's in our brain. Um, yeah, so any, any feedback or questions or um, red flags? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, great, great question. I just wanted to share this. Um, the good news is it can be. It actually can. Um, prior to 1990, we were under the, under the assumption that the brain never changed. So we thought that your brain had a certain number of neurons when you were born, and then your brain developed, and then you died with that number. But they can actually die. Um, the holes in the brain showed them dying. But then they can grow back. But the um, neurogenesis tells us that the brain is constantly changing. It's continually making new connections, giving birth to new neurons on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. Um, so your brain can be molded in one way or the other. And the good news and the bad news is that, yes, it can be changed. That's the good news. The bad news is that it can take a while. Um, and it's it's a process. It's a renewing, um, and it's it's a lot of hard work, especially when you have ruts of um, things that you thought certain ways since you were like five. Um, but there's hope, and I'm here to tell you there's hope. There's um, it, part of it is just r is realizing it and recognizing it. But yeah, yeah, it can be. Um, now, I know, like, heroin, there can be, like, permanent damage where, like, if you're, you're tweaked um, because of chemical, 
that's like a chemical thing. I don't know if pornography, I think pornography, you can, your brain can grow back completely because it's not on a exterior chemical that like messed up your brain. Um, and so, yes, it can be, can grow back. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. It your your DNA can change and your DNA gets passed on to your children and you have DNA from your parents that um yeah, it it's built in. It's built in. And so the goal is in life to take the good things that have been passed on to you and then allow God to weed out the bad things. And there's I mean God is the God of redemption through salvation, but also even, you know, physically and and mentally. God restores. He does. Um, we sang about that this morning. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. All right. Anyone else? I guess, Dale, are you going to close or do you want me to? Good. Um, yeah, thank you for listening and for joining in the exercise. Um, if you want to read something this week, here, let me just do this. If you want to take a picture of it, you can. That's what we'll study next week. Those three passages, what they mean, how they interrelate what they don't mean, um, and what God wants us to do with our brains. Honestly, I think just, you know, there's personal observations, but, like, the past two years was more of a mental attack than anything else. Um, it starts in the brain, because Satan knows everything starts with an action. Um, the bank robber with the $5 million heist, he doesn't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to rob a bank. No, he started with the candy bar at the corner store, you know, and so... Um, it starts in your head. And this is important too. You're in charge of your brain. When God told us in Genesis, he said, he said, take dominion of the earth. Um, addictions especially, but otherwise Satan wants us to think that, you know, he can run our brains or other things, uh, media, movies, whatever can run our brains. Um, but you're in charge of your brain, and so we are keepers of the garden of our brain. And through God's strength, we can do a good job um, at tending, tending that garden. So, Thank you, Keith. That was amazing. I'm I'm looking forward to next Sunday as well on on keep uh, on, on what we can learn and remember his title. His title is Brain on Christ, and so 
Uh, I think it was it's a great title, uh, and, and you started here this morning, and you also gave us verses to look at for next week as well. So thanks so much uh, for that. So Lord willing, we're planning on, on Keith continuing this uh, next Sunday morning. So we'll have a word of prayer, and you'll be dismissed. So thank you so much for coming. Uh, why doesn't everyone stand up? And we'll have a closing prayer as we dismiss. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the way that you created us. Thank you for our brains. Lord, we are learning uh, how our, we're learning some of how our brain works. And so, Father, thank you for this morning and thank you for what Keith shared. And help us, Father, to comprehend and to learn, not only learn how our brain works, but also, like he, he closed out, recognize that we are responsible for our brains. We're responsible on, and we have control of what our brain thinks about, what all comes in, what all. So thank you for giving us that ability, but also help us, Father, to manage our brains well. We did a little illustration this morning of taking several minutes, looking at some things that we think about, and write down those two or three things. Father, I pray for each one of us that we would bring them before you. And if they're not right, if they're idols, if they need to go, that we would get rid of it. And so, Father, thank you for what you're teaching us here this morning. I pray that as we go throughout this week, we would honor you, we would give you glory, and we would make good choices and, and learn to have our minds, our brains, our DNAs focused on, on Christ. Bless each person as we go from here. Thank you for this day and uh, this week. Lord, may we live this week for your honor and for your glory. We love you, Father, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you're dismissed. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, have a great week.